morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another fine, fabulous, fantastic, feisty sort of Friday for Torch Report 518, some peculiar patterns in the familiar circus. Friends, today we'll be following some breadcrumbs that I think will lead us to some rather unexpected conclusions. So let's jump right in here, just in case you missed it. I'm not sure if you caught it or not, but Tucker Carlson recently made the following remarks. Quote, Nikki Haley is a liberal. She is all in on the four tenets of neoliberalism, which are white guilt, a finance-based economy, mass immigration, and endless neocon wars. Strip away all the outward characteristics, and Nikki Haley is identical in her priorities to Joseph Effing Biden and the people who back Joe Biden. End quote. Little embellishment there. I don't uh, Tucker didn't say Joseph Effing Biden, just for clarity. Uh, anyway, I did put the uh, full link, the link to the full video and the transcript in there. And in his monologue, Tucker really expresses his perspective that Nikki Haley is a Trojan horse within the Republican Party. I mean, it's been out there. You may have seen this article out there, uh, this news out there, I should say, this perspective that Nikki Haley is a Trojan horse. Now, also, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's called out Nikki Haley for being a product of the system. He claims that she's the pick of the warmongering establishment. And that's why Ramaswamy, you know, his comical but accurate assessment of Haley as Dick Cheney in three-inch heels, why that made ripples around the world uh, in last November's presidential debate. So I think that the consensus is in from anybody seeing clearly that Nikki Haley is the establishment's pick. She's the product of a system. She's a globalist hack in disguise, a sheep wearing wolf, wolf's clothing, uh, if that's easier to visualize than Dick Cheney in three inch heels. So fast forward a couple of months since November. And let me ask you, were, were you aware that there was a Republican presidential debate last night? It wasn't a formal debate. It was a town hall debate. Uh, I wasn't aware of that. As a matter of fact, I guess I hadn't been following the political circus close enough because I was quite surprised this morning to see a, a very stark contrast in headlines between CNN and Fox News. Now, I did put a couple of screenshots in the report today. So, friends, hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com. You'll see the screenshot. First up, we've got Fox News, uh, front page. Fox News, the House Republicans are taking the next step to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. They are on the hunt. Okay, that's front page there. And what we can extract from it, if you just kind of quickly look it over, is wow, you know, Republicans are going to hold the crack pipe in contempt of Congress. They're really going to get him this time. Oh, yay. Not. <laughs> we know nothing's going to happen. Let's not fool ourselves here. Uh, but it's not just the the usual drivel over at Fox that stood out to me this morning. It was 
actually the unusual absence of another big story that happened to be gracing the front page of CNN this morning, uh, which, again, screenshot in the report, it says, you know, key takeaways from the DeSantis and Haley CNN town hall. You know, it's got other stuff about the Iowa school shooting, and, and of course, it's got the fact-checking. It says CNN fact-checks uh, DeSantis and Haley's claims about the national debt and the pandemic and more. But what I find absolutely fascinating here is that CNN is rolling out key takeaways from this DeSantis-Haley town hall debate. The article itself, I did put the link in there if you want to check it out. It's hard to stomach, but in this article about the key takeaways of the the Haley-DeSantis debate are some very carefully chosen, folksy sort of words that are just dripping with establishment propaganda. So I'm going to share a little bit here from CNN. Please bear with me if you need to put, you know, I don't know, like cotton in your ears or something. I understand. But try to understand where they're coming from here. We're going to analyze this into some deep, some depth today. Uh, but from CNN, quote, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley warned Iowa Republicans, uh, Republican voters, Thursday night that nominating Trump again could cost their party the White House in November. Both DeSantis and Haley made the case that nominating Trump for a third consecutive time is a risk Republican voters should not take. Chaos follows him, and we can't have a country in disarray and a world on fire and go through through four more years of chaos. We won't survive it, Haley said. DeSantis, meanwhile, spent more time taking shots at Trump from the right, telling Collins, the uh, CNN moderator, that he did not believe the former president truly opposes abortion. He, DeSantis, was not the same DeSantis from earlier in the 2024 Republican primary. He, DeSantis, used folksy language like willy-nilly and appreciate ya. End quote. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I bet he did. This was no willy-nilly political circus here, friends. This is serving a very particular purpose, and I appreciate you sticking with me here. So I want to put this charade into proper context. Just taking a quick look at the latest polls over at Real Clear Politics this morning, what we see is that Donald Trump is still absolutely trouncing literally everyone else in the field across the board. No one even comes close. Don't even hold a candle to the guy. Okay, we got Trump up in the national polls, 62.7 to Haley's 11.0, DeSantis 10.9, Ramaswamy 4.3. Okay, Uh, in the Iowa caucus poll, Trump's 51, DeSantis is second at 18, Haley's at 6. Uh, In the New Hampshire poll, Trump is 46, Haley is 24, Christie is at 10. Who the hell is, uh, why is Chris Christie even in the poll and on the ballot on stage? I have no idea. But the point is, uh, Trump's trouncing everybody here. And the general election matchup, according to the Real Clear Politic poll this morning, shows that Trump is actually beating Biden at two point, by uh, plus 2.2. So a little over two points in the national poll. Now, I want to just kind of make a couple of notes on the numbers here. You know, first pointing out that Trump is beating both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis by over 50 points in national polling. By over 50 points. Now tell me, do you recall anyone 
ever having such a commanding lead. Personally, I don't. Uh, and is this not the voice of the American people shouting out loud and clear who they want to run the country? I mean, it seems very, very obvious. Trump is also beating Biden in a, a hypothetical head-to-head. Remember the, the Trump v. Biden death match. You know, Trump's winning right now, which is shocking. Uh, given how heavily skewed the polling generally is. Uh, It strikes me as nonsense to think that Joe Biden has anywhere near the level of support from the American people that is shown in the polling. I think, you know, polling is not reflecting public opinion. It's shaping public opinion. But there is a, a shred of truth out there embedded in the data. And I think real clear politics does about as about as good a job as anybody staying neutral in that. So it's also rather ironic to me that the uh, real clear politics polls show Biden is actually beating DeSantis. So it's not Republican v. Democrat. It's Trump will beat Biden, but Biden will beat DeSantis. But Haley would beat Biden by even better margin than Trump. You know, Haley is clearly the better candidate than Trump to beat Biden. Uh, based on this simple, shallow analysis, uh, I think the establishment's pick is clear. Uh, is it not? So for all the screeching about democracy, one might think that the political establishment could see the obvious choice of the American people here. And in principle, the establishment might respect this choice in order to ensure a peaceful transition of power. You know, that peaceful transition of power they've spent so much time clamoring about. But alas, as we well know, that's not what they really want. The political establishment has absolutely zero intention of allowing any sort of peaceful transition of power. They intend to keep all of the power for themselves. I mean, to allow the power of the United States government to peacefully transition into the hands of an elected representative of we the people, into the hands of a champion of the middle class and the little guy, into the hands of a powerful personality, an unpolished politician who has the business chops to actually cut the beast of bureaucracy down to size to restore the republic, the constitution, and the rule of law to truly make America great again, to allow that to happen. Well, <laughs> let's just say that won't do. Uh, you know, the, the, the political establishment, they have big plans for us. The Republican Party, the, the Democrat Party, they have big plans for us. Remember, we're all going to be Earth citizens, not American citizens. We're going to be Earth citizens and we're going to do our part to help save the planet by religiously adhering to Agenda 2030 and mindlessly implementing the UN Sustainable Development Goals because the science and the experts, they've done our thinking for us. And they've determined that a massive collective sacrifice of human beings is necessary for the greater good. That is, collective sacrifice. Friends, it's essential If the ruling class is to remain in power, that's what future Earth and all its digital splendor and glory is really all about. You see, if they allow too many pesky peasants to become inspired and upwardly mobile, this mass of middle class peasants, they might begin to form a mind of their own. They might start thinking for themselves and such rugged and determined independence forged in the fires of trial and error would pose a disastrous threat to the status quo. 
For through this forging of self-determination and reliance arises an indomitable spirit that demands to be free. Liberation by the strength of one's own hands, which is a quintessential aspect of the American dream. It builds up a flame of liberty and freedom that no mortal king could ever extinguish. I have what I have because I've built it by my own blood, sweat, and tears, and no man shall take from me the fruits of my labor, and any man who may try will be met with force, lethal if necessary. Is this not the spirit of our founding fathers who who founded a nation of free individuals, a grand social experiment of letting people embrace life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness without government interference. Friends, what right does any man have to steal from another? By what right does one group of men steal from another? Since the dawn of time, is this not why Wars have been fought. Somebody's trying to take something from someone, and they say, no, I'm going to punch you in the nose. Well, I'm going to get a group of my friends, and we're going to come take it from you. No, I'm going to get a group of my friends, and we're going to keep it right here. Boom! Conflict erupts. This is human nature. Now, in the modern age, many people seem to pretend that humanity has somehow become so civilized that these primitive and these instinctual rights no longer apply. But upon closer scrutiny, nothing could be further from the truth. The fact remains that incivility is on full display every single day at every level of society, even though it's often cloaked in a civil-looking suit and tie, right? But we're still uncivilized. You just look at humanity and you can see that. Beyond that, the instinct of self-protection and self-preservation rooted in the very nature of existence inevitably drives and even demands the need for one man to defend himself against another, for one group to defend themselves against another. If you try to imagine a starving animal protecting its fresh kill against a pack of equally hungry animals, you'll have a mental image of what humanity actually looks like, at least an image that kind of approaches accuracy. If we strip away food, if we strip away shelter and comfort, the human animal bears its teeth. We are instinctually driven and we have needs that must be met. And out of these instincts come instinctual rights. I pick this fruit, I kill this animal, and it's mine. And if you try to take it from me, I might kill you too, right? That's the instinctual rights. Nobody has a right to come take your food. And if they do, they can be met by force, up to and including lethal. This is the basis of natural rights. At any rate, friends, it would be wise to keep this in mind. That when we strip away food, shelter, and comfort, the human animal bears its teeth. We must keep this in mind as we progress through the Great Reset and the fourth turning as it continues to churn out unimaginable chaos in its inescapable wake. But let's zoom out for a second, shall we? Zoom way out. Let's go out for a bit here because personally, I find it useful to frame the 2024 election, that is to say to frame the, the current American political circus, Through the prediction of Bill Gates, namely that the establishment, American political establishment in conjunction with the global cabal, they are attempting to orchestrate a hung election and a civil war. 
I believe that much of America's ruling class are in on this. I think there are a lot of well-meaning politicians who are just blind and being, you know, led astray. But I do believe a significant percentage of the deep state uh, and the entrenched political establishment are in on this game to orchestrate a hung election in the Civil War. And the ultimate purpose is to subjugate the American people under the strict digital governance of a global ruling class. This will be the proverbial new world order that global leaders just kind of get giddy when they talk about, right? They've said the quiet part out loud. I did put a link in the report there today. This is not a conspiracy. Now, I want to make it clear here that the, the orchestrated hung election in the Civil War is not to just make America disappear. America will still be here. The shell of our nation will be hollowed out. The flag may fly, but it will no longer stand for freedom. Instead, the flag will stand for democracy. Our constitutional republic will be displaced by the democratic tyranny of mob rule, which, once in place, will seek to choke the life out of any person or group who challenges the force of the collective. Now, it's really an interesting and odd phenomenon if you think about how this works. To me, uh, you know, seeing this, this force of the collective, this assimilation into the collective high mind, this is clearly the work of a mental virus, a self-replicating disease of destructive thinking that has seemed to continually propagate throughout all of human civilization. The ideas of sameness, of equality, the concepts of diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, these notions are ultimately, they're self-defeating. I mean, if we hold it under the lens of intellectual analysis, none of this holds water. However, quite unfortunately, these memes, they spread with ease through the highly contagious medium of human emotion. Human emotion is as raw and motivating as the instinct to survive. And it is precisely by tapping into and tampering with these primitive apparatus, our instincts and our emotions, this is how the elites have been manipulating and controlling the human population for at least the last century or so. Uh, Of course, the intentional manipulation of, of, of humanity, that's as old as humanity. Intentional manipulation is old as humanity itself. But it is the accumulation of knowledge, skills, and abilities, you know, science over the last hundred years that now allows the ruling class to plunder human psychology with a previously impossible degree of clinical precision. This is where the weaponized AI comes into play. But we'll set that aside for the day. I see the time here. So we're going to wrap it up. In closing, tying it all together, what's the takeaway? Why did CNN make such a big deal about the Haley DeSantis town hall? And while Fox News was ignoring it in favor of fixating our attention on catching a villain that will never be caught, why? Tell me now! How about this? How about conservatives who overwhelmingly support Donald Trump are being distracted by the political circus and led on by the false hope that there will actually be any accountability for crimes committed? Meanwhile, the establishment's Trojan horse is being moved very uh, stealthily into place, if you will. Simultaneously, liberals are being given a front row seat to the political circus, which achieves two things. First, for those who are rightly second-guessing the idea of Joe Biden being the president for another four years, an appealing female globalist who appears somewhat 
somewhat responsible because she took down a Confederate flag while she was the governor. She just might give some Democrats a secret solution to the sock puppet in office. How many liberals are ready for a woman to be in charge? Wouldn't that be amazing? It's so historic. I'm sure you see what I'm saying. Hence, one of the reasons Haley is currently a political bell of the ball for the establishment. The second thing here, uh, being achieved by parading these establishment picks out in front of a liberal audience is that it portrays the Republican Party as being reasonable and offering up a decent slate of candidates. Never mind, Donald Trump is not being mentioned here. The subconscious contrast is that Trump and his followers, not being reasonable or decent, Trump and his followers are all a bunch of rabid extremists. And you can imagine how the continual steeping of this distorted perspective just might play out if Trump actually manages to get elected. A hung election and a civil war? Yeah, sure, you betcha. You know, Trump, the mighty insurrectionist, will have stolen the election from the American people, you know, with the help of these MAGA extremists. And this will undoubtedly create the sort of constitutional crisis that calls for riots in the streets in order to defend our democracy. Can you see it now, friends? It's not that they stole the election from Trump. It's that Trump stole the election from the American people and the world will look on in horror as the United States implodes into a civil war more bitter and vicious than anyone could ever have imagined. That's when the real battle for democracy will be underway. Eventually, peace will be restored, but probably not without help from our allies all around the world. Friends, could this be their end game? We know that only time will tell, and until then, resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com, find the heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.